welcome to the Drive Time News Blast. 30 minutes, 45 commercial free minutes for patrons. Jam-packed with news of the day from a perspective of truth, liberty, and justice, this is Monica Perez. And I'm Brad Binkley. Today's top story on both Fox and CNN is the stark contrast in tone and mood between the Trump town hall and the Biden town hall. Trump either energetic, if you're looking at Fox, or antagonistic, if you're looking at CNN, and Biden measured, if you look at CNN, long-winded, if you look at Fox, and in all the pictures it shows Trump being like warm and orange and maskless and in the other pictures shows Biden and Stephanopoulos all masked up and separated by you know an ocean 80 feet yes this however, thing they do with interviews now where you're sitting across the room or across yeah, the lawn from the other person it is not believable that you could speak in normal tones they must have earpieces in just to hear each other which is a good excuse for having an earpiece in which they were worried about with biden right so now they're so far apart for sure that old geezer has an earpiece right of course i mean he has to you're but every a mile away from somebody. Every time I click through, I could not watch the whole thing, as you can imagine. <laughs> <sighs> My tolerance for that is quite low. Although I enjoy Trump, I have to say. But anyway, when I watched the that Biden one, was one, entertaining. Yeah, he was not Biden. Oh, so there's two things I I realized here, and I do want to get into it. But um, Biden and Stephanopoulos weren't actually wearing masks during their discussion, so they took them off. It was just they just demonstrated them at the yeah. beginning, yeah. and that's how everybody's promoting it. But the one thing is, well, I'll say the part, second reason I know Trump is a politician and will win after, but I was convinced just by by even that everybody saying that, which my guess is was scripted, everybody had their notes before it even happened, but that there's no way Biden will win because he cannot entertain the plebes for four years, the way Trump can. He's no bread and circus. Trump is your bread and circus. That was my Tr- first. Trump is your gladiator. First thought, very similar to that. I watched the Trump one and then I started the Biden one. And I'm thinking, people who watch this live, which might not be a lot of people, more people might have watched it on the internet, but there's no way anybody's making it through this entire Biden thing if they have to choose, because the people that are supporting Biden are not driven by their support of Biden. They're driven by their hate of Trump. And what satisfies their hate of Trump is to go over and watch Trump be in a combat with somebody who they identify with, which is that reporter, Samantha Guthrie. And you know who she is, of course. Who? She was the one who browbeat that victim kid with the MAGA hat. Right, that's right. She browbeat him, and it was absolutely tacky. Well, she so did similar like last that. night. Did she? I, 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 the few exchanges I happened upon because I didn't want to watch the highlights because I don't like to be spoon fed. So I just like clicked on various places. I could. It was like four hours, and the Trump one YouTube video was one hour, and the Biden one or was an hour and a half, and the Biden one was three hours. Yeah. So I don't Biden know. The Biden video was combined with their news. So like the first hour, because I thought it was that it was his was was longer than Trump's, but it wasn't right. two hours longer. Oh, it was about okay. thirty minutes longer. But the way that his started. To give you an idea of her her browbeating, is she opened up the debate. The first ten minutes were all about face mask and trying to get Trump to tell whether or not he had taken a test 
before that last debate, because this has been an ongoing theme the past couple of weeks. Trump won't tell us when the last time he tested negative was. So she kept saying, did you get tested on the day of the debate? Did you get tested on the day of the debate? And this part I did think was interesting because Trump did not answer. Trump's answer was, I don't know. I don't remember. I get tested a lot. You can ask the doctor. You'll get a perfect answer from the doctor. I can't remember. I don't know. Maybe I was doing fine. So my thought was, he's lied about stuff before. The implication seems to be, it se- they seem to be obviously trying to get to convey or leave the impression that he did not get tested before that debate. And I'm wondering, why wouldn't he just lie about that unless he wants people to focus on that issue? Hmm. Because he could just say, yeah, I got tested. Oh, well, I'll tell you, that does fold into something I have here. I have This is something out of my notes. It says... Trump does gaslight on the mask thing. That's a quote out of my notes. So yeah. I don't know if that folds in, but I, I got the feeling, I get the feeling, well, that, that you're talking about tests, but that they're sowing discord. I really want to tell you about this, the mask study that I referred to yesterday, but... but Which he brought can, up. Yes, yes. I, I That is interesting too, but can you give me another sentence on what you mean there about the... Well, he could easily just lie about that, and that would make people who support him be able to go. He never he he said he took the test. You can't make that claim anymore. But yeah, a doctor could come out and dispute it, say he didn't take the test. But then it'll be he said, she said. So it's not like lying, and we know that they both lie. They've lied before, so why wouldn't they do it in this case? So him by not lying, by keeping that issue open. That keeps it a subject of Trump might have exposed Biden to the virus knowingly by not getting the test, or he's so callous. I don't know. It just keeps that, instead of putting that issue to bed a little bit, it keeps that issue of him potentially exposing other people, including Biden, to the virus by not getting tested. It's how the they're going to use that, I don't know, yeah. or, how, or why Trump wants that to be the focus. Maybe it's distracting from something else. I just don't know why he didn't lie because he's lied before. Yeah, the old art of ambiguity. He could very well have gotten tested and just be doing that. He might be lying. Yeah. He might actually remember. He might actually be lying. But here's the thing about the mask. Go ahead, finish what you're saying. So it was drilled on him about mask. And then after the mask, we went on to, surprisingly, will you condemn white supremacy? Every morning in the future... It's going to be like alcoholics who have to blow into a breathalyzer to drive. You're going to have to go to some screen in your house and you're going to have to say, I condemn white supremacy today. And then your door will open and you can go out into the world. Trump, Trump's response to this, some people didn't like it. I thought his response was the way to respond, honestly, because he has condemned it over and over and over again. Yet he keeps asking. So then he condemns it multiple times. And he does point out, I also condemn all these other groups. And you guys keep asking me this despite having done it. Then her next question is, okay, but why are you hesitant to condemn white supremacy? So now it's, why are you hesitant? He condemns it. White supremacy, condemnation, hesitancy. Yeah. It's a new, it's a new (laughs) disorder. And so he went into It definitely that. goes with vaccine hesitancy. And every time I hear that, I think of George Costanza getting out of the pool. <laughs> you know, that there's just some, like some really emasculating shrinkage going on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you just shrink back from the vaccine. Like, ugh, right, yeah. You know? So it's right after that, clammy. yeah, that little discussion, the next thing became, 
okay, I have my list of things that you need to condemn. Let's just spend an hour and we'll go through all these things you need to condemn. That's what it started to feel like because the next thing was, all right, do you condemn QAnon? Really? She said that? What's up, guys? With such uncertainty in the world right now, the best way to have true security is by growing your own food. And Neighbors Feed and Seed in Smyrna, Georgia, they got you covered. They offer garden supplies, vegetable plants, chicken feed, bird feed, farm supply, everything your garden or farm needs. They even host a farmer's market on Saturdays from 10 a.m. to 4 p.m. And right now, for Propaganda Report listeners only, they're offering 10% off of all online purchases at NeighborsFeedandSeed.com. Just type in coupon code PROP, P-R-O-P, all caps, upon checkout. And if you have any questions, give them a call at 678 678- 653-8838. And I also want to add that Neighbors 2021 seed packs, their organic seed packs, and their cool weather seed packs are all now available online at NeighborsFeedandSeed.com. And that coupon code PROP will get you 10% off. So be sure and check that out. Yes, she did. She asked him to denounce QAnon entirely after mischaracterizing or simplifying what QAnon is. She goes, QAnon is a group that believes Democrats run a satanic pedo ring. Do you denounce them entirely? And so he says he doesn't know what that means. He doesn't know exactly what QAnon is. He says he knows that they oppose pedophilia and pedo rings. And she goes, well, I just told you what they are. And he goes, but that doesn't mean it's true. And so there's this little combat back and forth about what QAnon is and what it isn't. And at one point she was like, but they they believe that the Democrats are are satanic or something. You you don't know that's false. He's like, I don't know. (laughs) Well, we had a big discussion about Q yesterday, obviously. The meaning of Q is important. Yes, it is. And, uh, okay, so what else? Then we hit peaceful transfer. We hit all the greatest hits. Peaceful transfer of power. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. What? What? What did that say? What did he say to that? He said, yes. If the election election is fair, I will peacefully transfer power. I just want the election to be fair. But that's what they say. That's what they say. That's what I had the problem with that left-leaning investigative reporter on Union of the Unwanted the other day. Greg Pallast, I think his name was. And he he was like, hey, if we have a fair election, I'll totally accept the results, even if Trump wins. And I was he actually bowed out of the conversation as I was asking him this question. Like, would you really like how would you determine that it was fair? And are you really okay with Trump, who is the next Hitler? You know, according to your crowd, are you really okay? Hitler won a Democratic election. You asked that? I was going to ask that. And he was like, oh, I don't have any more time. I did not get the question out. But then our friend Graham from Graham Eric was like, I want to hear what Monica was going to ask him. <laughs> and and I asked the question to the crowd, but it was kind of a very Trumpian crowd. And I, I, I so you can't, I, I don't, I don't think Trump is a Hitler, but they are painting him as that. And I just think it's BS to say that I would accept any democratic results and then go on to say, but there hasn't been a democratic result in at least 20 years. Right, because it started with the hanging chad. So yeah. that's the whole thing. That's the psyop is that you get it to look like we have a fair system that has been corrupted and that just creates conflict. And like we were talking about on the Rockfin video, that chick saying we need to fight for democracy because fighting for democracy is worthwhile. And it's like you're just fighting. <laughs> you just right, fight. Yeah. Just getting people to fight. A couple of other interesting things and then I'll get your your take on it. 
the mo- if you watch it versus listening to it, you're going to have a different impression because when you watch it, every time the camera focused Trump into frame, sitting directly behind him in every single shot, every single medium shot and close up shot of him were two good looking women with white tight shirts on shirts on <laughs> and v- voluptuous breast no way yeah it's like his wrestling days money 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 yeah I, I don't even know if he were he knew they were back there they were just sat in that because they were a pretty good bit back from pretty far away but the way the camera was framed it always caught them behind him so if you're watching it it's hard not to just look at them and kind of lose track of what trump's saying <laughs> that's funny yeah, and then one like lady the backup gets up. Singers. It wasn't all anti-Trump. One lady did get up to ask her question. Apparently, a former Hillary voter, and she was wearing red glasses. Her shirt was very Republican-like, coordinated with her outfit. But apparently, mm-hmm. she was a former Hillary voter who was allegedly undecided. But the way she started her question, I- I'm not sure that's the case because she starts off by saying, "You have such a nice smile. You look so handsome when you smile." It was seriously, funny. yeah. <laughs> yeah. And one weird thing that happened is Guthrie pulled up an audience question and goes, you're going to love this. So-and-so, John White, is stuck in traffic, so I'm going to read his question for him. Everybody was reading off of a card. It was all scripted. And then she starts to read this person who is uh, as stuck in traffic. And, a and pitch- had her cell number? Yeah, how do you know that? And how do you end up stuck in tra- It's just weird. And they put a picture of this guy on the screen of him sitting like in his bedroom in front of his computer, which it was just bizarre. Why also, is he not in traffic? Yeah, I don't know. That's what I thought. Is he not in traffic? Is this a still image? <laughs> and then John White is a black guy. Oh, really? Well, yeah, that's the entire thing from finish sounds insanely scripted. It was did a it farce. Look, did she pull it off without, did she act like, how good an actress is she? Is Guthrie? Like, did it look like she was buying it? Does she even know? Oh, about the the guy being stuck in traffic? Yeah, all that. That was total BS. I didn't understand it at all. Right. No, she she was her her whole attitude and approach was she was putting a voice to all of the con- every CNN headline you've seen over the past I don't know month and a half. She was just forming into a question. So every question was like an insult with a question mark at the end. Right. Of it. All right, let's take a quick break, and then I want to tell you about the mask study. It's very important. Are you ready to try CBD products and see why so many people swear by everything from CBD oil to body lotion to muscle rub? TrueHempscience.com is at the ready with the highest quality products they developed over decades in the business and a lifelong pursuit of nutrition, health, and spiritual well-being. They are eager to introduce you to the CBD experience and so confident in their products, they offer a 30-day money-back guarantee and a special offer for Propaganda Report listeners. To learn more about their company, their passion, and their products, go to truehempscience.com slash propreport. So the mask study, can we get to that? Do you want me to tell you a brief overview of the Biden one? Yes. Biden's town hall was boring. He was asked no challenging questions. I think probably the best way to to think about it is if you ever wanted to see a tiny little man, really, really satisfying, a very, very old man, then that's what you got (laughs) for 90 minutes. 
with George Stephanopoulos and Joe Biden. <gasps> okay, fair enough. It's like he was I, at when, a spa. What I noticed with the Joe Biden thing, when I, I did kind of parachute in, sample a minute every so often, <clears throat> at no point did I see him seeming at all neurologically impaired. And and I have noticed that the left has accused the right of trying to say that Biden has some kind of neurological impairment when obviously he doesn't. So assuming that the town hall of Biden was really directed towards Democrats and he would not he would, you know, it's like gaslighting. I'm sure that's just such an expression these days. I don't want to overuse it, but I think that he was probably on his best behavior, and I think it's an act anyway, so I think he turned it off for this crowd this day. He might have been on drugs to make him seem uh, acute, you know, whatever, his mind to be um, sharp. I don't know. The first question that he got, the person stood up and said something like, my wife and I have been appalled about how this crisis has been handled. And then he goes, we know that your administration will follow the science. Then he asked his question. (laughs) that's how it opened with an ad basically okay so all right yesterday i mentioned something someone tweeted me a video of ben swan talking about a cdc study and i i believe i mentioned that it was kind of screwy i wanted to see the study but it wasn't crystal clear and i it was annoying to have to watch the whole video and i might have mentioned yesterday or not that i i think i did that i was going to dig into it so I dug into it and I was really surprised at Ben Swan. I mean, it was his, unless, I mean, I did not go back and watch his 10 minute video again, but my impression of it in looking back is that it was misleading AF. This guy, and I like him a lot, you know, I just don't get it. And then that ends up, and I'm going to tell you about it, but that ends up being the study that they say must have been the study Trump was referring to in the town hall last night when he said 85% of the people who wore masks got COVID because that that is what I thought Ben Swan said. And it just didn't make sense to me. I could not figure it out. So I went and looked at the study. So can I tell you what it was about? Yeah. Okay. It was a study from uh, a particular outpatient institution where they took, let's say, 300-something people who had symptoms, who had symptoms of respiratory illness. It started out that half of them were COVID positive on a PCR test. And, well, it ended up to be half and half, but it was one-third were positive on a PCR test and two-thirds were not positive, were negative on the PCR test. And it ended up to be about half and half. The case patients, 100-plus case patients, maybe 150, were had symptoms and were positive, and then the control participants had symptoms but were negative. Now, 71% of the case patients, so positive and symptomatic, used masks always or most of the time. 74% of the control participants used masks always or most of the time. So they were symptomatic but didn't have it. So of all the sick people, they wore masks about equal. Some of them were positive and some of them were negative Yeah. for that. So, and then they did also say that two times as many 
of the case patients, the positive PCR, went and did something like went to a restaurant. They did say like double the amount went to a restaurant. But on the other hand, many more of the control participants had other serious underlying illnesses, which in themselves could account for the fact that they weren't going to restaurants. I don't know. So they used the study just to say restaurants should be closed. It completely did not say that at all. But it also did not say that there was a greater risk of getting COVID because you used masks. The 85% number is just that 85% of the people had uh, wore masks and had co- or something like that. It was just had, some, had worn masks you know, always or most of the time, according yes. to them. Yeah, that was like 70%. But it was just, yes, both people, both sets wore masks almost always. And both sets had symptoms. And half of them were positive and half of them weren't. And that was as far as it went. So I So it really tells you a lot of nothing in the end. Well, for me, what it told me was that all these people are wearing masks, all of them, and they're getting infections or they're experiencing illness. Some of them test positive for COVID and some of them don't. I don't know if the people who didn't tested negative, I think, for flu also. I don't know. But this could as easily be saying infections are not the cause of disease. That the symptoms are not related to the tests, are not related to mask wearing. You yeah. know, I don't know, but that's what it but, sounds like. It sounds like to me yeah. there's not enough actual information about the habits and behavior to determine a cause of what those symptoms are. Right, and and it seems like there's basically no, you know, all these people got it when they're wearing masks, but they could only they could be a fraction of the population overall of people who wore masks like it just doesn't tell you that but it does point out a problem with a lot of these studies that i have noticed which is you take it's like the study i found yesterday on the on the saudi women in 2013 during the novel coronavirus of 2013 where (laughs) they said that 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 women in saudi arabia who wore veils which is all of them had a much higher incident of of the disease and I would say women, there are laws, gender-based laws in Saudi Arabia. So women, yes, they wear veils, but they can't drive cars. They all have to hang out in a certain way. I don't know what all the rules are, but all you're saying is there's correlations in behavior in this population that has a certain different rate of infection from another population with a whole set of other behaviors. Yeah. And and so this I mean correlation is not the same as causation and the fact that that's actually a chapter in the how to lie with statistics book. Yes. And I think I uh one thing is I that I just out of all of this with these I I just am really, really confused as to why Ben Swan approached this. I've never seen his work feel wrong like this before it's just i'm baffled maybe somebody slipped him something you know he maybe he's too busy and didn't do his own research research anymore and got tricked there's a good chance of that i would go with that and that's what these um, these, these studies are designed to do i think i think they're designed to simplify complicated issues and give people a number or a study that they can then cite to others and it just get repeated if it comes from a source that they trust it's not as simple as simplifying, I don't think. I think it's misleading because these are not, that's why I like this yeah. is not a study. For me, like what you did, I don't know. I mean, the thing, the Israeli study that showed that 
tens of thousands of, if not hundreds of thousands of people who were being studied for vitamin D. Uh, did I tell you about the vitamin D study already? No. Yeah, it, there was a study in Israel and it looked very robust. They were looking at people for, it looked like eight years to me for vitamin D deficiency. Tens of thousands, if not hundreds of thousands of people. And there is a clear, statistically significant increase in susceptibility to COVID if you have a vitamin D deficiency. And then when they treated those people with liquid vitamin D supplements, they increased their resistance to COVID. And what drives me crazy is that all we are taught from the moment we have a baby is that we should slather that kid with chemical sunscreen, slather, slather, slather. And I have a, I had a good friend who was a dermatologist who used to only use sunscreen in the beginning of the summer. She said, what you want to do is build up a nice tan because skin cancer is correlated with blistering sunburns. And if you get, if you just get a nice, gentle, slow tan, you can be more resistant to blistering sunburns. Yeah. Yeah, I don't but ever put on sunscreen. Get, I, I ease my way in when the summer months come. Yeah, and and you get, you know, I just feel like I would like to see, I think there have been studies that sunscreen leads to vitamin D deficiency because our population is supposed to be, supposedly at this point, terribly vitamin D deficient. And uh, that leads to, has both mental and physical health yeah. impacts. It affects I your heard. body, your, your limbs too. Vitamin D is important. Can I tell you what I did on our thepropreport.com page? I told you yesterday I wanted to play again. <laughs> I put a couple of things up there. We are I'm 2021 is going to be the year that I make the website great. Make make, make the, make the website, website great, great again. again. <laughs> <laughs> you know, whatever. I'm not savvy. I'm a mom. I don't you know, I'm just doing the best I can and I just didn't I didn't get the rebuild right after WordPress tricked me you know yeah. but i did get it to the point where you can go to the properport.com in the beginning it says welcome it has a, it also has a place you can click for propaganda report merch so you get mugs or t-shirts and also a sponsors page all the stuff that everyone who advertises on this show these you know right now today on that page are friends of the show listeners of the show people who are just uh, trying to make a living or at least make a little supplemental income doing something independent. And I really respect that. There's uh, also the Molly's MRIDie.com, which if you, you don't have to buy anything, but you can donate to her to the studies of the safety of MRIs. But most of the stuff is stuff that you could make as a Christmas present. So if you've got some dollars to spend, just look at it as a service to our uh, sponsors. And if you love our sponsors, but don't love commercials, you should also consider going to patreon.com slash propaganda report and becoming a patron. You can get for seven bucks a month, you can get 45 minutes a day of commercial free DNB, which includes the patron 15. And for a little more, you can go to the first Friday party, which is super fun. And for a little more than that, you can go to all the parties, including tonight's VIP DPP, which is, I would say, everybody's favorite night. Everybody's favorite night. It is a lot of fun. To the mask study... Biden was asked about mask and whether he would require there to be a mandate on mask. And the discussion, in the discussion, he said that, yeah, it would need to be considered and that it would 
it would be hard to enforce. So they started discussing how Biden might go about enforcing such a mandate. A vaccine mask mandate that those were the type of mandates that they were they were throwing in. And Biden said he would go to the governors initially and he would encourage them to enforce these mandates. And this has been a subject of controversy between the you know the mayor of Atlanta and the governor of Georgia, the governor of Georgia not wanting to mandate masks, the mayor trying to pressure him to do it. Kind of it's kind of like that debate that was going on. And then he was asked by Stephanopoulos, well, what if the governors do not mandate the mask after you encourage them to? Then Biden said he would bypass them and he would go to the locales. And we know a lot of the local, a lot of the money that's been infused into the local Mm -hmm. politics has come from organizations like George Soros, an attempt to kind of take control at the local level. So bypassing the governors to try and pressure the locales to enforce mandates. I thought that was an interesting Yes, it is interesting. And I think it goes to a bigger picture of how I I just feel like the world government is going to be modular. Yeah, it's going to be modular. So it's just like when you're building a closet with with prefab shelving, you know, or you're making a Lego, you're a big Lego, fancy Lego thing. There are going to be little plugins and there are going to be big plugins. There's going to be whole pieces you can take off, but it is all connected. I just feel like that's where we're going because just an official world government is just too tainted by now so that's why they have scenarios that's a great way to think about it modular world government yeah so that everything just plays in but just look how it's working right now it's working perfectly these people right it gives the illusion of power from the locale when in reality it's still being controlled from the top down Absolutely. And I don't know if this relates to that so much, but it is some it is at least tangentially related. There was a front page article in The Wall Street Journal, White House meddling own flubs haunt CDC. It prompted (laughs) me to create a new hashtag acronym that only uh, our followers will know, just like what to watch out for. W-T-W-O-F. This is W-D-I-T-Y. What did I tell you? Yeah, you called this one. I totally did. Let me read just the one first sentence. I could go on and on, but I'm not going to. Um, Although, to our point of one second ago, there is another sentence that I underlined in here saying the clashes stem in part from a turf war between the White House intent on controlling broad elements of the response and its federal regulators. But what it says, so, so this idea of a turf war... I'm answering my own question in real time. The idea of a turf war adds this credibility that there are different sides. So they tell you there's Republican and Democrat fighting the good fight. They tell you there's the locals and the state fighting the regulatory and the executive. The branches are fighting. All these checks and balances are working together to bring you the most coordinated lockstep response I have ever seen in my life to attain this incredibly technolified world. Um, But it said President Trump and his advisors have taken a more hands on role than previously known in shaping COVID-19 recommendations from the CDC, helping create a crisis of confidence in the nation's top public health agency. So I knew they were going to do that. My guess with this stuff is always that's going to be more regulation, but it could just be to give you the sense that there is independence and infighting. I always felt that way, that they went out of their way to make it look like someone was there fighting the good fight. That actually seems to me to be the role of the Republican Party in general, is to be the minority party screaming and yelling while the welfare warfare state get bigger and bigger and bigger. Well, 
You did. You called that as soon as the CDC, the power was taken away or kind of circumvented. They could blame the the White House on it and, and have that infighting. This was like a couple months ago. Yeah. Everything is conflict all the time, That which except the Biden town hall, which was love Biden. <laughs> and I'm sure nobody watched it. I'm sure the ratings, they, they had this whole boycott Chuck Todd because I guess he's the news organizer at NBC. And yeah. so they, they're blaming him for putting Trump on at the same time as Biden. Oh, yeah. I That's what that. everybody wanted because everybody yeah. wanted to watch the Trump thing. And, and it's I, not like you can't record or flip back and forth. I mean, come on. I know. There's it was no so stupid. Exclusive information time. But I have so much left for the patron 15. I have the, the health passport. I have the ad from Canada about trying to requisition requisition supplies for the isolation facilities. And this is right now. And um, cases are way, way up, by the way. We missed that. Oh, and I have the email from I, I have I have the Biden email that oh, caused yeah. our confusion. We were confused ourselves. And I can tell you why. In the patron 50. I can't wait to hear it. You guys can find your drive time news blast every weekday afternoon at thepropreport.com or your favorite podcasting platform with the Propaganda Report podcast feed. If you want access to that extra content that we post every time we post a DMB, go to thepropreport.com. Go to the, not the proper report. Yes, go to the prop report also. <laughs> the prop report. Go to patreon.com slash propaganda report and you can get that extra content. We will talk to you guys next week. Have a fantastic rest of your weekend. And tonight at the DPP. See you at the DPP.